At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari. We're here inside the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook. Wes Reynolds is with me on the desk as well. And we have a Lakers-Suns game going on tonight. The Suns, a five-point favorite. Total sitting around 209. The total was actually 207.5 yesterday, so it's been bet up to 209. 7 p.m. Pacific start for that one. Anthony Davis questionable for game five of this first round series with the Suns. He had an MRI on Monday, which confirmed a strained groin. He's already pushed through a sprained knee uh, to start on Sunday. However, the groin injury forced him out at halftime, only finished with six points. The Lakers are hopeful also that KCP and Tavius Caldwell-Pope will play after a sore knee left him out of game four as well. What do you think about this Lakers roster? How beat up they are? How bad they're going to be without AD? Yeah, they certainly have been beat up and they were able to count kind of stem the tide when AD and LeBron weren't in the lineup Mm -hmm. and they were able to go about 500 because their defense has been so good. And this Mm -hmm. has obviously been a more defensive oriented series because I think the Lakers have had some problems offensively and trying to figure out some new pieces. So obviously if AD is not going to go, that means Kyle Kuzma has to step up. That means Andre Drummond has to be better. You're going to see some minutes out of Marcus all he is currently listed as doubtful. So not officially ruled out, but later, later game, tonight at 10.05 Eastern, 7.05 Pacific. So not going to get a lineup till about 9.30 Eastern tonight where it's going to be official or maybe there's going to be maybe Woj or one of the NBA journalists goes ahead and breaks it uh, an hour before. And he's listed. I've seen him as questionable. I've seen him as doubtful. But 
I don't think the Lakers and Frank Vogel are very optimistic that he is going to go tonight. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of what you've seen with uh, with Anthony Davis, with LeBron and without Anthony Davis against non-playoff teams, they've been 10-1 and one this season, but against good playoff teams like they're facing tonight in the Phoenix Suns, just 1-6. and six. So that's why you're seeing Phoenix now as five-point favorites. As John Avello said in the first hour, Lakers are always going to take the money because people are just going to bet the Lakers because they're, they're such a public team and a mm-hmm. popular team, obviously, in all the futures markets. So people are going to go ahead and keep betting the Lakers here. But I'm not going to do anything necessarily with the side here because when you're taking a guy out that in games two and three, the games the Lakers won, averaged 34 points and about 10 and a half rebounds, that's a lot to replace. So that's why when we were kind of talking about the props earlier, mm-hmm. I was looking more toward LeBron. And that seems like the obvious thing to do and kind of maybe the the quote-unquote square thing to do. But that would be where I would look. But I wouldn't necessarily want to pick, okay, points or rebounds or assists. What I would like to do is go with an offering and see if you can find a place that's going to offer combined Mm, with LeBron points, rebounds, and assists. assists. So if you're taking those, I think from DraftKings right now, if I add those all up and do the quick math on my head, 43 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for LeBron James combined, 27 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists. I felt 43, 43 and a half was about right. And if I were looking to points, rebounds, and assists is actually a 45 and a half. Oh, is it now? Okay. So now, so they're, now they're hip to your game here. Yeah, Wes. now you're being taxed. So so that's a little <laughs> much because I was wanting to maybe do it at about 43 or 43 and a half. Uh, Slightly juiced to the under, so yeah, everybody else. Yeah, on that so train so as they've well. they've they've moved that uh, forward. But if you look though with LeBron, he hasn't scored more than 25 points in a game since March 18th. Wow. Against the Charlotte Hornets. He's averaging imagined. only 21.8 for the series, 7.3 rebounds, 8.5 assists. So Look, if if there's ever going to be that LeBron game, though, you would think it would be here. And obviously, DraftKings and all the books offering these props are probably very, very hip to that. So I wouldn't want to go over on the assist because I think he's going to be going to the basket early and often and getting up Mm. as many shots as he wants. So if I am going over, I'm going over on either the points or the rebounds, but not necessarily the assists. Well, with that in mind, you can take a look. He's got a double-double price as well and a triple-double that Johnny Avello mentioned in the top of the first hour. The double-double, yes, minus 167, and the triple-double, yes, plus 335. Anything that you would maybe look at there? I would maybe look at the double-double. I think that that's probably fair at around the $1.60 five range the triple double i know people want that nice juice bet a little win a lot but i'm not sure if he's going to get there on the assist tonight i think he's going to have to you know kind of count on himself and not count on on the teammates as much Uh, he's going to bet on himself here so i think that's going to mean a lot more shots for lebron and how much more are they going to have to rely on role players as well for the lakers without ad yeah you're going to have to see kcp and some of these guys caruso and schroeder really step up not only from defense but from an offensive perspective more Coming up right here on My Guys in the Desert.
Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari here with Wes Reynolds inside the VSIN studio. Huge thanks to Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, for joining us in the last hour. Also, NHL senior writer for ESPN, Greg Wyshynski, joined us as well. Uh, this hour, just me and Wes breaking down lots of game fives as far as the eye can see. Uh, so we do have other games going on besides Lakers and Suns. Let's talk about Celtics at Nets. Nets at 12 and a half point favorite total sitting around 234 and a half that one at 4 30 p.m pacific 7 30 eastern uh total yesterday was 231 and a half so already been bet up to 234 and a half one of the highest totals we've seen uh, nets lead this series three to one what are your thoughts yeah and i don't disagree with the move on the total obviously mm -hmm. you've lost some value from this standpoint but that's kind of what i like to do because i think sometimes with elimination games we want to say that these are going to go under mm -hmm. but oftentimes you see these kind of go over a little bit because the team that's down obviously has a big sense of urgency and has to increase the possessions. I kind of talked about that a little bit with those Fournier props that we talked about in mm -hmm. the first hour that that's what you're going to have to see. They're going to have to. I don't think Boston at this standpoint is going to be able to just completely flip the script and change their identity and slow these guys down and try to, you know, slow this game to a little bit of a crawl here. So looking just looking at this, obviously, after game Game three, Brooklyn got fire, caught fire rather, and won 141 to 126. Brooklyn really did come off their best game of the series, though. So the number is obviously a little bit inflated here. Brooklyn last time out shot 58% from the floor and shot even better than that from three-point line, 59%. So that's why when you see them do that offensively, that can kind of, I guess, mask their flaws a little, right. a little bit, you know, winning and good shooting is a great deodorant. And that's really what you saw with the Brooklyn Nets here. And now Boston being down three to one. And I was just kind of looking, it's tough to take them because they're so shorthanded, mm -hmm. not only without Brown, but with no Walker, with no Robert Williams. So now the rotations are thin and you've got to play some guys more minutes that they're not used to playing. And also Boston really hasn't shot very well from the floor. If you look at the first four games, just 43 and a half percent. And that's down there where we talked about the Lakers offensive woes, right? That's down there with the Lakers and the Knicks and the heat. The heat are already booking their vacation times because they got swept. The Knicks are about to lose their series. And obviously the Lakers are trying desperately to hang on tonight. So, you know, those teams too can kind of beat you or at least win games on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. Boston really can't because they're so shorthanded. So, right. The Celtics, look, they're going to have to be chucking them up from three. They're eighth in the playoffs in terms of three-point percentage. But that's because Marcus Smart has been shooting like 46% from three, <laughs> which is a lot better than he shot. I think he was like 33% in the regular season. So, you know, the over would probably be the way I would go. You have lost a number, though, so there's nothing necessarily wrong. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily want to chase a number on a total. There's nothing wrong with maybe waiting for in-game, and I know you guys do on primetime action yeah. really get into that. If you miss a number, don't be afraid to kind of wait a little bit. Maybe you get a slow start and then say, okay, now I can come in on the over. And then obviously if, you know, you're at the first TV timeout and it's like 25 to 23 or something ridiculous, then it's like, well, you know, 
I didn't I didn't bet it, so nothing ventured, I guess, nothing gained. But right. you know, my idea is just not to chase a number on this total, even though I think it's the right move to the over. Mm-hmm. I would definitely wait for an end game on Boston, Brooklyn. So it sounds like you think pretty much no shot the Celtics extend this beyond this game tonight because right now Brooklyn Nets to win four to one on DraftKings minus one thousand for the exact series and Nets to win four and two, so in six, would be six to one. So a little bit of value if you think that the Celtics can stretch it. Could be. I just okay. think that the Nets really just overwhelm these guys. Yeah. There's just nothing they can do. And, and I'm not even, I guess, 100% sold on the Nets necessarily. Like I said, when you can put up those offensive numbers that they put up in game four, that can mask the fact that you don't have a lot of size, that you can get beat at the rim, that you give up a lot of rebounds. But when you're able to put up that many points, that's going to mask your flaw. And that's certainly what has happened for Brooklyn so far. Another game going on tonight. Game five, Trailblazers and Nuggets. Nuggets, a two-point favorite. That total sitting around 226. 6 p.m. Pacific start, 9 Eastern. That series all tied up at 2-2. Two to two. Who is going to take the series lead tonight? Yeah, this has been, I think, certainly one of the more exciting series and really balanced. And the fact that you had the sixth seed that actually was the favorite in the mm-hmm. series, that being the Portland Trailblazers, because we know Denver now is where you kind of get a little bit shorthanded, where you really feel the loss of Jamal Murray. And, of course, Will Barton didn't play some games. And and they've just had a lot of depth issues, I think, really in the backcourt. So small lean to Portland here at plus two against Denver. And, uh, you know, they've just been basically going uh, back and forth, really, in this Mm -hmm. series. But the one thing, I guess, that's kind of uh, a positive for Portland if you look at the series that how it's played out so far, this was a team that was second in offensive efficiency during the regular season, and they were six in three-point percentage. You really don't feel like Portland has had that explosion offensively, really, all series. Uh, they've shot, you know, 47% from the three in the first two games and then won game one fairly easily, but the turnovers have been a problem, and that mm-hmm. really, I think, kind of masked what should have been a much better offensive performance. So Portland right now, since those opening games game one and game two just 33 and a third percent from beyond the arc so you you wonder though when Portland is finally going to have maybe it's tonight where they really break out in terms of uh, the offensive performance so 226 is around where the total is Mm -hmm. I might be waiting to see if I can get a better number on the in play but certainly my lean would be the Portland Trailblazers taking two tonight we also have the props for this game up here. Is there anybody that you would look at if you are expecting an offensive kind of game from the Trailblazers tonight? I know Norman Powell, for example, has been a huge points powerhouse for the Blazers. That points prop sitting at 17 and a half. Uh, Nikola Jokic's points prop 31 and a half and Dame's also 31 and a half. Where I would be looking maybe is a little bit down the board, the 3 and D guy, that Mm -hmm. being Robert Covington, who's been playing about 36 minutes a game, so three quarters of the game. Lots of opportunity. He's not really scoring a lot. He's only scoring about six and a half points, and his points right there are seven and a half. But he does a little bit of everything. Like I said, hits threes. That's why they call him 3 and D guys, and that's kind of been the in vogue term, I guess, in the NBA. He's one of the few guys on this Portland team that can actually play some defense. And you see what he does. 
He's made 39% of his threes. He's added about six and a half rebounds a game. So if I were to be looking, because sometimes Portland is going to go small Mm -hmm. to see if they can exploit Jokic and and the Denver bigs and force them to go out and guard on the outside. So sometimes Covington almost like plays the five, even though he's really like a true three, a true small forward, a wing guy. Mm -hmm. So he's really the guy that's going to get the rebounds. It's like, okay, even if we go small, somebody's got to get a rebound and that candidate is going to be Covington. So I would be looking more toward his rebounds, props and his points, but I could certainly Mm. see his points going over. I think uh, one of these bench guys for Portland is do a big game. And I think Robert Covington would be the likely candidate for that. What do you think about this series? Do you see it going? How, I mean, how do you think it's going to finish out? Yeah, I I do think that this is eventually going to go seven, which Mm -hmm. means Portland is going to go ahead and have to beat Denver Mm -hmm. on the road like they did in game one. So it's all going to depend on on what Jokic can do for Denver because he, of course, is going to be the MVP, but he's going to have to get some support a little bit. Michael Porter Jr. is averaging 15.3 points per series, but has only scored over 20 in one game. Aaron Gordon, who, of course, they got at the trade deadline from Orlando, only 12 points this series and about 40% from the floor. You've got to have more from those guys. If your backcourt is going to be a little bit shorthanded. So uh, that's what it's going to come down to on the Denver side. And then uh, I think for Portland, what is Yusuf Nurkic going to do? If you look at this series and when he's been uh, in, uh, when he's been to the bench, I think they're minus 43 in terms of scoring margin. And then he's plus 53 when he's on the floor. So he gives them a little bit of size. Now, sometimes I mentioned as, as uh, with Robert Covington, sometimes they will go small and he'll be the big when, when uh, Nurkic is not on the floor. So I think what we saw in game four, you kind of saw Terry Stotts, the Portland head coach, go ahead and match up Nurkic and Jokic a little bit more and kind of match up their minutes a little bit. And it actually hurt the Nuggets offensively. So Lean to Portland. I have not gotten there to take the two yet tonight. I was trying to see if maybe it would get driven up a little bit, but I do lean Blazers tonight to take that 3-2 lead. Final game tonight that we already touched on a little bit at the top of this hour here. Lakers and Suns. Suns a five-point favorite. 209 that total. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Very low total for the NBA, right? And I know we're missing Anthony Davis. The Lakers are kind of beat up. But any chance you would look to the over for this like a lot of betters have? Because, again, it's been bet up from 207 and a half yesterday. I don't know if I would necessarily do that in this spot because mm-hmm. that 2-2 game is always so pivotal in, mm-hmm. in this series. I mean, you know, I know Magic Johnson uh, had that tweet of uh, game three and game five are the most pivotal games in the playoffs. <laughs> I was like, well, game seven's pretty darn important when it gets to that standpoint, too. But but I'm not going to argue with uh, Irvin Magic Johnson necessarily, but I just thought that was kind of a funny tweet. Magic will come up with some really funny tweets from time to time where it's kind of like the obvious thing where it's like, if Trey Young is really good, the Atlanta Hawks are going to win. It's like he always kind of overstates the obvious, which I think is... They could uh, put him in uh, one of those Captain Obvious commercials. Yes, maybe. yes. Yeah. He, he he does have a tendency to point out that obvious. But uh, when you look in the regular season, when LeBron James was on the floor without Anthony Davis, they actually outscored their po- opponents by 7.1 points per 100 possessions. But those lineups were really good defensively. So... The Lakers, I think you can't really change your, a dog can't change his spots necessarily. You can't necessarily change your identity. So 
if they're going to win, it's because they're going to have to be really good on defense. And Frank Vogel at his core is a defensive coach. So I do not like the over. I have not bet the under tonight, but I definitely don't like the over necessarily because Phoenix, I think, has been playing good defense in their own right, and they've had issues with their offense. And, of course, with Chris Paul in and out of the lineup, Lakers only averaging 1.5.4 per 100 possessions in terms of points for this series. And then the half court, they really have been even worse when they can't get out and transition. So, you know, uh, what I would be looking for, I wouldn't want to lay the five. I think it's already taxed in the line, even though the public is going with the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I really wouldn't want to lay the five here. I think the LeBron props, certainly they've already been taxed a little bit, but that would be, I think, a rightful direction to look for if you want to maybe look at the points or the rebounds. I would maybe want to skirt the assist, though. We also have some series breakdown here. How do you think that this one is going to play out to the finish? Uh, Suns minus 180 in the series here and Lakers plus 145. We'll obviously have more information tonight when we see how the Lakers do without what we assume was without Anthony Davis. Yeah, sure. And and I think uh, it's, it's going to be uh, really predicated, I think, on tonight's outcomes. So in terms of the prices, when you're looking at those exact outcomes, I think that they absolutely look fair from this standpoint. Phoenix now uh, plus $2 if you want to go the exact outcome and minus 180 if you want to go ahead and lay the series price. So well, I'm not going to, I think, get involved in this standpoint just because I think with the injuries being what they are, it, 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 it gives me a hard time because, look, the Lakers, I think, actually are lucky to be here because they probably should have gotten beaten by Golden State in that play-in game. So now that they're here, and it, you just wonder – can LeBron will this team going forward with everything kind of going against them with all the injuries that they've had? This is a very good Phoenix team. And now that Chris Paul looks a little bit healthier than he did earlier right. in the series when he had that shoulder injury. So I think if you're the Lakers, your, your best strategy tonight in terms of this game, you want to ugly this up. You want to muck it up. You want a game like in the 90s, okay? You, so your offensive woes are not going to get solved even if LeBron gets on one tonight. It, you know, it, it might mask it a little bit, but that's why I didn't like the over here in this spot. The other game we have going on tonight in the NHL playoffs, actually, the Lightning at the Hurricanes for Game 2. The Lightning lead the series 1-0. to zero. Uh, We talked with Greg Wyshynski from ESPN a little bit in the first hour about this matchup. We talked about this goalie sort of matchup here mm -hmm. because both teams, as we know, can score. And for that reason, a lot of people tend to like the under on this game, and yet I'm confused as to why because both of these teams are high-scoring teams, uh, and we're only in Game 2 of this series so far. Pre-game total sitting at five and a half right now. Yeah, I actually do kind of lean a little bit to the under, though, because the goalies, I think, have been very good. Nadelkovic, right. Vasilevsky, of course, got the ink because they got the win, two to one in the opener. But Nadelkovic has been pretty good for Carolina so far. But we were talking about that with Puck Daddy, Greg Wyshynski, in the last hour. Really, when you look at this, Carolina's penalty kill has been great on special teams, 86%. But Tampa Bay, 39%. That is absolutely outstanding. And even with the roster like Tampa, I don't know if that's necessarily sustainable. But as with always, special teams determines this, the power play and the penalty kill. I do like Carolina here to bounce back. I actually thought that they kind of outplayed the Lightning in game one. If you look at expected goals, which is kind of a, a metric that NHL betters use, 2.76 uh, expected goals for Carolina. It was 235 for Tampa Bay. So good energy for Carolina. It just uh, 
the goal came in kind of at the right time. So Nadelkovich really uh, bears the loss of that. But I thought he was very good here. I do think that there's a bounce back even with Niederreiter going to be able to uh, miss likely the rest of the series for Carolina. So Carolina in the under is where I'm going here. Well, the under is slightly juiced, so of course a lot of people on that with you as well. At minus 125, a play I love to make as well, first period total goals. Mm -hmm. So do you see this being, again, a great defensive matchup, and so perhaps going under that one and a half in the first period? First period, you see a lot of people kind of play the overs because they're usually going to get plus money here. Not I think this, you can not get, this better. Yeah, I think you can get even money. It's about minus 115, juice the under. Mm-hmm. I do think this is this is going to be a defensive matchup. I know it's hard to take an under with these potency of these two offenses, but that's what I'm going to do this evening. All right. We have our best bets coming up. Do we have any best bets tonight? Find out. We next do. On My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Welcome back in. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers feature Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, you get a $250 match bonus, the fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 or older gambling problem in Illinois, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700 in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117 in Virginia, 1-888-532-3500 not valid in Iowa. This is the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with all the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Avari, Wes Reynolds back here in the VSIN studio for my guys in the desert with our best bet segment. Wes, would you like to kick it off? I will go ahead and kick it off, and we'll piggyback from the end of the last segment. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, mine, or actually, those are uh, those are previous games that I am looking at. So uh, let me go ahead and correct that. Carolina Hurricanes minus uh, about a dollar eleven, I think, is what I laid tonight, and also the under at five and a half minus one twenty. I think Carolina goes ahead and bounces back. Mm-hmm. Thought they outplayed Tampa a little bit in the first game and just kind of got unlucky, and that's kind of what ha- happens to hockey. So uh, that's what uh, I played there, and then also on the diamond tonight, I went ahead and played the Braves minus a dollar thirty-five over the Washington Nationals, and really, it's kind of a little bit of a play against. Steven Strasburg, who I think has been a little bit lucky this season, 216 on the batting average balls in play. And I think Max Freed, he he was injured for a little bit while earlier in the season, but I think he is going to have some positive regression at this standpoint. Uh, the 216 batting average balls in play that is on the Strasburg side, I think, is virtually unsustainable. So I did go against Stras. I know that the, the uh, Nats are getting a little bit of the money from the opener, but Braves minus 135. Diamondbacks plus 107 over the New York Mets. Marcus Stroman, 245 on the ERA. He's been very good, but 355 on the XFIP. So maybe a little bit of regression here coming against uh, the Mets, uh, going against the left-hander and and, uh, Caleb Smith, rather, tonight, not Carson Smith. Uh, Rangers minus 105 over the Rockies. They have flipped to the favorite for this standpoint. Rockies, I know, have been pretty game at home at Coors Field, even though they hardly can win a game on the road. But Dane Dunning is due some really positive regression here. 475 on the ERA. But 320 on the XFIP, which is outstanding. And he's also had 356 in the batting average balls in play against him. So Rangers have flipped favorites here. I still like him minus a dollar five. So those are your best bets for the day? Yes. Which one's your favorite? I don't really have a favorite. Okay, to be so they're all you, equally Danielle. excellent bets. Yes. Okay, well, or, or as... horrible, depending <laughs> on your perspective. Yes, exactly. That's that's the positive attitude I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Positive, that's me. Yeah. Well, uh, the WNBA does have four games going on tonight, so naturally I'm on every side in total as there is. I <laughs> uh, haven't made my bets for the latest game tonight, the Storm and the Fever. The Storm are 15 and a half point favorites. Like, 
we don't like to bet on double-digit favorites in the NBA, but in the WNBA, I was telling our producer Kelly Bidlin for primetime action, it might be crazy enough to work, but I haven't pulled the trigger on that one just yet. I do have some Aces-Suns play. That's going to be the first game. So Las Vegas Aces and the Connecticut Sun. I see this game going under, so I have under 159. You're seeing kind of a lower total there. But remember, these WNBA games, a little bit shorter than an NBA regulation game. The Aces are great in the paint, but the Sun are great everywhere, offensive efficiency-wise. And also, they're great at keeping games two and under. They're great at playing defense and all of their games tend to hit unders. I think it's four of the last six. Uh, so I also like the Sun in this matchup. They're coming off of an overtime loss to the Lynx. So I think they're going to be looking to bounce back here. And the Aces, meanwhile, just played the Fever, who again, playing the Storm tonight, uh, this Fever are plus 15 and a half. So that tells you where the Aces are coming from. Mercury and Sky also going on tonight. I like the Mercury here. They've been struggling without Diana Taurasi. Of course, she's out with a cracked sternum. Ouch. But the Sky are also missing Candace Parker right now. So they have been struggling to find any kind of offensive rhythm whatsoever. So it'll be interesting to see how these two teams pair up together. But I do think that I'd rather take some points with the Mercury, especially with players like Skylar Diggins-Smith to dig them out of an offensive hole if needed. Still like an under here, though, on 163. And then also Wings and Sparks. These are going to be two explosive offensive teams. I do like an over in this game. And uh, the Wings plus one because this is a hungry team. They have a new coach and they're also the leaders in three-point shooting for this WNBA in terms of attempts and also pretty high up on the three-point percentage as well. So that's what I'm looking at. But again, I still have to figure out what I'm going to do with this giant spread in the storm and fever game. We have a lot more coming up. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. back in. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VSIN Best Bets. Or you could download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It's officially June, Wes. So let's take a look at some other MLB base, or excuse me, MLB awards. We looked at some earlier. Let's look at the AL Cy Young to start here. So Garrett Cole, the favorite at minus 125. Shane Bieber plus 450. Tyler Glass now plus 650. And Lance Lynn all the way down at 14 to one. Anything of interest here? Well, one thing that stood out to me, and it's been uh, now bet down, or I think it's been drifted down to 14 to 1. I think there's going to be some people that do want to bet Lance Lynn, but I will advise uh, some caution here. And I'm a big Lance Lynn fan. He's a Brownsburg, Indiana boy, after all, the hometown of uh, of my uh, mother. So I'm a big uh, Lance Lynn guy. I followed him ever since he was on that Little League World Series team in Brownsburg uh, with Drew Storen that went all the way to Williamsport. So followed his entire career career but one thing in following this guy's entire career he starts off the season usually very well 
And then kind of when you get a little bit later to the summer, he's a little bit more pedestrian. And to your to this point, if you look at the month of May for Lance Lynn, he went 5-0 and this or this past month. 33 innings pitch, 164 on the ERA, gave up only 18 hits, struck out, uh, I believe, uh, 30 guys, and had a really good killer uh, strikeout-to-walk ratio. So... That's what you've kind of seen with Lance Lynn so far this month. Uh, 939 also on the whip. So when your whip walks and hits per innings pitch is under one, that's excellent. So he can't pitch any better, and he's done this month. So I'd be a little bit careful now. I think the value probably is taken out of Lance Lynn. He usually kind of at least shows some signs of regression toward later in the season. So I guess if I'm betting the AL Cy Young at this point, which I didn't see any value on the right side of the column for sure, I'd probably be looking at Glasnow at 13-2, especially if the Tampa Bay Rays go ahead and win that AL East. Garrett Cole, the rightful favorite right now, only giving up .64 home runs per nine innings, which is absolutely outstanding. The RA 178, 226 on the XFIP. So Garrett Cole, I think, is the rightful favorite, and he was pretty much the favorite to start the season. But Mm -hmm. if I was looking down the board in terms of the AL Cy Young, I would be likely looking at Tyler Glasnow at 13-2. Shane Bieber is going to have to continue you to be outstanding because the Cleveland Indians just that lineup is so hit or miss and it's been a lot of misses especially against right-handed pitching so far this season so I don't know if four to one's enough to get me involved on Bieber even though his numbers are very good so if I was looking it's not that far down the board but probably Tyler Glasnow is where I would look maybe could make a case for Injun Ryu at 35 to one I think he has been a lot better than expected but You've had Toronto kind of like, okay, you know, they've been playing in the different ballparks, Dunedin down in Florida, and then when are they going to be able to get back into Canada? So there's always a risk with these Blue Jays in terms of these, like, player award-type props. Definitely. And you mentioned Bieber. The Indians and White Sox is underway right now. End of the first inning, and the Indians are up 2-0. to zero. So Bieber did uh, obviously do his job in that first inning for them. Uh, let's take a look at the NL Cy Young odds as well. Jacob deGrom, the favorite here, of course, at minus 143. Corbin Burns at plus 650. Brandon Woodruff, plus 750, who's 15-1 to one last week. So seeing some movement there, definitely. Anybody that jumps off the board, do you hear? And is there any concern to be discussed with Jacob deGrom's health? I know they pulled him out after just about 65 pitches or so. There is a little bit of a concern here, yeah. and that's why I wouldn't be betting it at minus $1.43, even though he's the rightful favorite. Brandon Woodruff has been putting up some pretty good numbers. It was Burns that was uh, getting the talk of the season, but he's still putting up solid numbers, but he's regressed a little bit. Woodruff has had a little bit of luck at 192 on the, the BABIP. As, as we call it, uh, Jack Flaherty, I know we were talking about about a week ago when he was 8-0. He's, then, of course, when everybody finds out, okay, hey, this guy's 8-0, then, of course, he gets hit around by the White Sox in his mm-hmm. next start and took his first loss of the season. So he has drifted back up. In terms of Cy Young, in terms of a little bit of value, I might be looking at Trevor Bauer at 20 to one who has been very good 224 in the era but 352 on the xfip there could be a little regression there he's six and three so far on the season walker bueller's made 10 starts but he's only factored into three decisions just three and oh they were worried about that velocity a little bit in spring training in dodger land but he's been very good so far just hasn't really been going i think deep enough into games you look at uh uh the 10 starts uh he's gone 64.1 actually that's that's not bad but he doesn't strike out as many guys as somebody like a trevor bauer 
or some of these other guys, Clayton Kershaw. Bueller has been more of a location pitcher so far this year. So a little bit more value, I think, on the NL Cy Young board than mm-hmm. there really is on the AL Cy Young board, of course. Max Scherzer, still at his age, still doing it, still trekking out 12 and a third per nine innings. So he's been solid, even though he's only got a four and four record and 11 starts. But Bauer, I think, certainly has some value. Zach Wheeler could perhaps have some value. And really, those guys on the right side, I expect Max Freed, is gonna, if he can stay healthy, is going to put up good numbers. Sonny Gray has been putting up solid numbers. So you've got a lot more value on that National League side than I think that AL side where it's it seems like it's almost like a three-guy race right now. Right, so not a lot of value to find on that board at all. We do have games going on tonight, of course. Uh, some are coming up at the top of the hour here. Four games starting around 4 o'clock. We have the Rays and the Yankees with Tyler Glass now on the mound for the Rays. Uh, Domingo German for the Yankees. We also have Twins and Orioles, which I know Wes is on, and then the Marlins Blue Jays as well as Phillies and Reds. Any interest in any of the games going on? Yeah, there bit? is a good matchup. I didn't bet it, but Aaron Nola against Sonny Gray I mm. think will be a very good matchup we talked about them they were kind of on that right side of the column for the Cy Young prices so Mm -hmm. didn't get really involved uh, in that one lean in a little bit with the Miami Marlins against the Toronto Blue Jays Robbie Ray on the mound Robbie Ray the strikeout rate is down and the walks are still a problem for Robbie Ray and that's kind of really been his bugaboo all these years is he can strike a lot of guys out but he walks too many guys so Sandy Alcantara who's been very solid this year 346 ERA 356 on the XFIP. Lean the Marlins, especially if you're looking in the first five. If you're really looking to fade Robbie Ray and that high walk rate that he can kind of have, I would look at the Marlins' first five maybe more than the full game. This isn't a team that's a very good hitting team, so you can't always rely on them to score runs. And I think you're seeing that bear fruit in the market right now is like 135 in the overnights. Now you're seeing as low as 120, 125. So Marlins' first five would be the way I would go in this matchup. Yeah, and the Marlins on the money line right now, plus 130 for full game, and the Blue Jays minus 162. So they are favored slightly, so there is some (laughs) belief behind Robbie Ray. We have more coming up right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com. And remember, you can download the free OddsTrader app right now and start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. We're back on My Guys in the Desert one last time. Danielle Avari and Wes Reynolds. And what do we have going on in the PGA this weekend, Wes? Well, hopefully another winner for the Long Shots crew. Myself and Matt Humans did land on Jason Kokrak at the Charles Schwab Challenge. So hopefully we can uh, go back-to-back this week. We are at the Memorial Tournament in Columbus, Ohio. Jack's place, Jack Nicholas design, Muirfield Village, kind of his, I guess, uh, piece de resistance in terms of his <laughs> golf course design. So they've extended the course a little bit this year. They added some length on the par fives and also on the first hole, the par four. So it's going to play about mid 7,500 yards, about 150 yards bigger than it was playing. They redid all the greens in terms of the bent grass, restructured in terms of where they positioned some of the holes. Basically, if you're were watching this event last year when John Rahm won the Memorial when the leaders were on the back nine and all the players they were immediately starting they were like tearing up the turf oh, from the course it was like basically removing carpet from a house and getting a, a carpet job or a tile job done so they were changing that course so it's going to be interesting to see how it's going to play you would think if you know Jack Nicholas's reputation that he likes to design what he calls, I guess, second shot golf courses, which is uh, after the tee, your approach shot into the green. That's what he really likes to showcase in terms of the game. So it's going to be an interesting tournament, I think, because it is top heavy in terms of who you have in the field. You've got 11 of the top 15 players in the world here. This is probably pretty much the last tune up for most of these guys before they go to Torrey Pines in San Diego for the mm-hmm. U.S. Open here in a couple weeks on Father's Day weekend. A lot of players probably going to take off next week. They're playing this one-off event at the Palmetto Championship down in South Carolina because the RBC Canadian Open obviously got canceled due to COVID-19 pro- pro- 
protocols and north of the border. So you are getting a, a very quality field here in terms of a lot of the elite names are going to be in Columbus. And then obviously it, Jack's uh, tournament usually draws a pretty sizable field from a top end quality standpoint. And this year is no exception. The purse for this one, 9.3 million. John Rahm entering as the favorite at plus 1150 on DraftKings, followed by Victor Hovland and Justin Thomas at 15 to 1. Roy McElroy, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, and Jordan Spieth all at plus 1650 on DraftKings. Who are your favorite horses early? Yeah, I did have John Rahm as the winner here last year, but that was at 22 to 1, and now he's about half the price. Mm-hmm. I do think I'll probably bet him yet again for another major championship at the U.S. Open in a couple weeks, but 1150. I thought was a little bit short for a guy that I think is playing solid golf, but it's not really quite up to his standards because he had an equipment change this year. He's trying to kind of figure some things out with this game. I certainly understand why he's the favorite. He ended up only winning this by three shots, but at one point he had an eight shot lead in the final round on Sunday last year. So he absolutely pulverized this course. Now, I don't know if they're necessarily going to do that this year with the changes that I explained in terms of what they did. Colin Martin, Arakawa stands out in terms of the stat standpoint, but I did not, I did not bet him this week, even though he leads the field going away for strokes gained approach for strokes gained off the tee. So the guys I went with, I went kind of uh, middle market hunting, I guess, if you will, mm-hmm. instead of really going with all those guys in the teens, those, some of those top 10 players. And I did go with Tony Finau, 29 to one. He was eighth here last year, but he was the 36 hole leader Four finishes at 13th or better here on this course. Good history on Nicholas layouts really probably deserved a little bit of a better fate from a finish standpoint last year, simply because, uh, or excuse me, last week, because he lost almost four strokes on the greens on Sunday. And when you putt that poorly, you're going to plummet down the leaderboard. And that's exactly what he did. But the tee to green game was very good. So I think you could get a rebound here this week on Finau. Corey Connors, 30 to one. I wish I could have gotten a little bit of a better price because he's cooled from that torrid form he had in March and April. But the approach and the tee to green game still really his bread and butter. The question with Connors is obviously the putting, but even though these are the same bent grass surfaces, a lot of these greens have been reconfigured a little bit. So it's kind of a new deal for everybody. So I think that brings a lot more players into play, including some of the shaky putters like Corey Connors and also like Colin Marikawa. And we talked about that with our guest from NBC Sports, Will Gray, which will be on the Long Shots program podcast already out. It'll re-air here on Visa and later on this evening. But he mentioned that, that, you know, with these greens being new for everybody, Maybe that's going to help somebody like Marikawa who can kind of be a little bit shaky with the putter or Victor Hovland or somebody like that. But I did not bet those guys. I do have Finau, Connors, Patrick Reed, 38 to 1. While Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepger are kind of having their little battle, I guess, or spat. their little fight, spat, kerfuffle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Patrick Reed, I think, is kind of over here like, hey, I'm the bad guy on the PGA Tour. I'm the guy that everybody hates. Pay attention to me. 38 to 1. I think he's drifted up to a nice price. Number nine currently in the world. The form really doesn't leap off the page, but he's certainly capable. He's got a couple top tens in his career here at Muirfield Village. Charlie Hoffman, 50 to 1. I think Matt Humans and I matched up on that, and good things have happened when we matched up on the same guys. We've gotten a couple caches together, including last week with Kokrak. 50 to 1 on Charlie Hoffman, the former UNLV running rebel. Shot the low Sunday round uh, uh, last week at Colonial, five under par to finish T3rd on the 
weekend was seventh here last year. That was his best ever finish on this course. Charlie Hoffman is kind of the guy right behind Colin Marikawa in terms of a lot of the stats. If you go over the last 24 rounds in terms of strokes gained approach, strokes gained tee to green. So Charlie Hoffman, I thought at 50 to one was a decent price. Gary Woodland, 61 to one also had hip issues last season because mm. remember he won the U.S. Open a couple of years ago at Pebble Beach. And then it's like, okay, now Gary Woodland's got his future event. He's got the biggest win of his career. He's going to go on and win some more. Well, then he had some injuries and he was absolutely terrible in 2020. But for now, he is starting to come back a little bit. His game is coming back to him. He's had a couple really good finishes. Uh, was fifth last year on this course at the Workday Championship, which was held the week before the Memorial. And then I'll get to a couple of my long shots here. Matt Wallace, 85 to 1. Third at the Valero about a month and a half ago and sixth at the Wells Fargo over a six-week span. Just outside the top 50, still looking for that win on American soil. Was down the board the last couple weeks, drifted up. 85 to 1 was at Circus Sports. I thought that was a fair price. And then the big bomb this week is going to be Troy Merritt, 175 to 1. Also shot a 65 at Colonial on Sunday. Low round of the day, along with Charlie Hoffman, may be able to build on that this week. He did the uh, Texas two step down in the Metroplex down there in Dallas and Fort Worth. Was seventh at the Nelson in Dallas, was seventh at Colonial in Fort Worth last week. Also another recent top 10 at the Valspar Championship. So there's worse shots at 175 to one based on his form. We also have the U.S. Women's Open starting this weekend as well. Just taking a look at some of the odds for that right now. NB Park on uh, DraftKings is 11 to 1 to win it all. Jin Young Ko at 12 to 1. Uh, Se Young Kim, not to be confused with Si Woo Kim, uh, also 12 to 1. And Brooke M. Henderson at 14 to 1. Have you taken a look at this market at all yet? I have, and I, I played a few. I went a little bit more chalky, kind of a, a recent trend that we've seen really in the U.S. Open. South Korean players do very well. Well, in this U.S. Women's Open, they've won nine of the last 13 and obviously all over the uh, women's uh, the Rolex women's world golf rankings. So, you know, it's never a bad bet to have a couple South Korean players. And that's who I certainly have at the top NB Park 11 to one. Uh, Las Vegas resident actually went to Bishop Gorman High School, led the LPGA Tour, currently leads the LPGA Tour, rather, in scoring average and putting average. Very good in terms of driving accuracy, and this is being played at the Olympic Club in San Francisco. And if you've seen that track, it is a very narrow track, and you've got to be very accurate. You do not want to get in the rough. It is very fixed stuff, as it usually is for a USGA-sanctioned event like the U.S. Open, both on the men's and the women's side. So, NB Park. 11 to 1. Jin Young Ko is the world number one player in the world, 14 to 1. Four top 10 so far this season, despite the fact that she had a wrist injury earlier in the spring. Looks like she's getting over that. She was T2 at the last U.S. Women's Open in Houston last December, which got moved there due to COVID 19. Brooke Henderson, 20 to 1. The Canadian already has a victory this season. She is third on tour in greens and regulation, hits 80% of your greens, which is absolutely outstanding. And look, she's a birdie machine, but this is the U.S. Open where you can't really win being a birdie machine. But when you pepper the greens like that, you're going to mask a lot of mistakes unless you just putt abnormally bad. 
uh, she should have some opportunities, I think, uh, to maybe make a couple birdies and obviously save pars. And pars are good scores at U.S. Opens, whether it's the men's open or the women's open. Hannah Green, 33-1, to Australian. She actually got eliminated right out here in Las Vegas last week. They had the match play out here. And she got eliminated before she got into the uh, knockout qualifying, which might be a good thing because you can rest a little bit. But if you look at her tournaments or stroke play events, seventh, second, and third in her last three tournaments, a really good scramble around the green. So Hannah Green, I think, has a chance to hit the board. The long shot I have here, Jennifer Cupcho, 90-1, to former NCAA champion out of Wake Forest, former number one women's amateur, still looking for that first LPGA Tour win. She's only been a pro since 2019, so a couple years. But the ball striking game in terms of accuracy, greens, and regulation, I think that's going to be very important this week. So Jennifer Cupcho, my bomb here for the U.S. Women's Open at 90-1. to is this a situation where you also look at any other of the markets or do you only go for outrights when you're looking at well I'll, I'll do some top tens yeah. and like because we don't have each way betting out here in las vegas they do have it in other parts of the world they really should where you can bet like half on the win and then half on if you get a place depending on what what a book will play they'll pay like a quarter payout for the top eight or the top 10. Right. So the way you kind of have to get around that if, if you don't have that available is to bet top fives or top 10s or mm-hmm. top 20 props. So I probably will put a little, you know, I usually put a little bit of peace on the outrights in terms of top 10s and top 20s. So I'll probably do the same thing here. I know you also had some matchups in your men's side of things as well. Uh, so that's something you look at as well when you're looking at these. And Tony Finau, I saw that on your outrights board, but a top 20 machine for sure. Yeah, he's top 10 Tony. That's what Matt Humans and I call him but yeah we both bet him for the u.s open here in a couple weeks he's gonna get a big one i mean we we're, we're, we keep saying that and it never really comes, uh, comes to reality but hopefully it does here in a couple weeks all right catch wes reynolds and myself on lombardi line tomorrow matt humans will be back thanks for joining us on my guys in the desert At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.